it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond with Bart Bouchot. And I think we're going to do programming by Stealth 3 of X today. That's the plan. Hot diggity dog. I'm really enjoying this so far. This is going to be fun. Excellent. Well, I, again, I'm continuing to do them in small chunks, so we're not going to race through any of this. We're continuing to go slowly. Good. So last time we looked at sort of the basic concept of HTML tags, and we worked our way up to a little template of the structure of an HTML page. And now we're going to look at some of the tags you can use within an HTML page, so basically within the body section of the page. We're not really going to look at the head section again for a while. That won't come into play until we get onto some fancier stuff. So the tags we can use in the content of the page fall into two broad categories, and I'm going to mention before anyone tells me I'm wrong that there is a third group of oddballs who we will encounter in a few weeks. But they're oddballs, and so we're just going to ignore them for a while because it Good. makes life easier to look at the you know the the majority basically the majority of stuff breaks into two nice clear categories, and then the oddballs we'll look at later. Sounds good. So there are tags that are called block level tags, and so they affect large chunks of text. And the way I think of it to myself is every time you start a new block level tag, you assert a new line. Every block level tag starts a new line. Okay. And then you have inline tags. And inline tags are for marking up little pieces of text. For example, putting emphasis on something is an inline tag because oh, it affects okay. like a okay. word or two. Okay. And it doesn't start a new line and it will sit within the existing block. It won't create a new block. It is is so, it important to memorize this terminology, block level versus inline? It will become so in the future. Okay. So right now it's actually a distinction without a difference until we discover the joys of CSS and then it will become a distinction with a spectacular difference. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, so today we're just going to go through the common block level tags, and there are not many of them. And they're going to be there are there exist a few other ones, but to be honest, you see them so rarely. I just didn't think it was worth wasting our time with them. Good. So the block levels are again they're your big structural pieces of your page. That they're you know the obvious ones are headings and paragraphs. They're okay. Blocks. Okay. And then lists are blocks. Ah. And then okay, so you see what I mean? They start a new line every time. Yeah, yeah. Now, you can have a new line without a block-level tag, though. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, I mean, you can put line breaks inside block-level tags and whatnot. So not every time you start a new line, you're starting a new block. But every time you're starting a new block, you are going to start a new line. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay, so the first ones are the headings. And HTML supports six of them. Although, to be honest, I, you don't tend to need that many. So a H1 tag is your top-level heading. A H2 tag is like a subheading. A H3 tag is a sub subheading. A H4 tag is a sub sub subheading. And you could go all the way down to six. <laughs> but I'd postulate that if your data is, if your information is so dense that it gets down to six level headings, maybe you should split it onto multiple pages. <laughs> Possibly. I'd like to make a public service announcement for using headings. Um, I used to, you know, when I had my 5,000 word blog post, uh, oh. I used to use uh, just emphasis for the sections. And uh, one of the blind folks said, yeah, you know, that's really hard to find the different sections. They have um, a, a thing called the rotor where they can mm -hmm. they can twist their fingers on a on a, a keypad on a I'm sorry, on a trackpad and it'll jump from heading to heading. So instead of yes. them having to read all your crap to get down to the thing they want, uh, where where with eyes you can scan, the way they scan is jumping from headings. So always use headings instead of emphasis if it really is a new subject. Yep. Uh, so that's subject. actually a very good example. Um, also, search engines use headings to understand what a page is about, ah. which makes sense. 
So they give headings a higher importance than they give the text because the headings should be just defining what's going on. So what you should get used to is don't use HTML to define what something looks like. Use HTML to define what something is. And then you use CSS to make it look the way you want. And if you right. def- if you always write your HTML in that way, you'll find that your life is just easier in a million and one ways. Without trying to, you've accommodated people with screen readers. Without trying to, you're doing well on search engines. Without trying to, you actually find you have an easy time making everything look good when you go to do the CSS anyway. So it's just better in lots of little ways to use the right tag. If you mean a paragraph, use the P tag. If you mean a header, use one of the H tags. If you mean a list, use a list. If you mean you know, whatever it is you mean, use the tag for that. And we're going to see more of these tags over time. And so you're going to start to see that there actually really are a lot of tags for different meanings. And you can be quite clear about what you mean. And that will just make everything easier. So use the right tag for the right thing. Theoretically, you could use CSS to make pa- paragraphs look like headings and headings look like paragraphs. And you can make anything behave like anything else. But you're not doing yourself any favors. Okay. Okay. I don't like you doing P tags. That's boring. Uh, no, P tags are very important. P-tags I think maybe very... I'm getting them for free in WordPress. You are getting them for free in WordPress because they're so important. Okay, good. So, so if I don't WordPress have to type them. Blank line, yeah, if WordPress sees a blank line, it will just make P's out of them. Okay. It'll make paragraphs, okay. which is really convenient, actually. Okay, so headings are H1 to H6. Um, generally speaking, it's not, a, it's not a forced rule, but as a general rule, you have one H1 per page, which is the page heading, and then H2s, H3s that work your way down. You, tend not, you shouldn't skip them. You shouldn't have like a H2 and then an H5. Why not? Again, it's, it makes no sense. How can I have a sub, 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 sub section when I don't have a subsection? I, would, I guess I would have looked at it. I, I don't ever do this, so I, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not disobeying your rule. But it would seem to me that one of the advantages of, of headings is that you can format them differently in your CSS. And Correct. so if I've got something that I want to look a certain way, I might pick heading four because I've got it formatted the way I want that thing to look. It has nothing to do with whether it's a subset or not. I thought they were there just formatting. There are better ways. No, they're not formatting their markup. So they are the semantics of the page. Semantic markup is what you're trying to aim for. Where you're saying, who's reading that semantic information? Well, screen readers for a start. You, you've given a really good example of screen readers. Yeah. Anything that's going to be processing the page is going to use those semantic but markings. Going to assume you- percent of the stuff that's being processed on it is humans reading it. Mm, no, search engines are in there more often than humans sometimes. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. No, it's it is no it it is a it is a very very good habit to get into to use the right tag for the right thing. No, it, it will benefit you in lots of little fine. ways. It's not it's not earth shattering, <laughs> but it's just lots of little things. It's just, okay, don't swim upstream. Leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so there are headings. Not very complicated, not very difficult. Uh, also, I should say, it makes no sense whatever to stick another block tag inside a heading. So if you find yourself putting a paragraph inside a heading, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Right. No you can do an inline tag, tag, though. Correct. You can do an inline tag. Not often desired, but if you want to, you can. That's perfectly fine. You'll see I'll me tell you where I use those. Is my uh, Now that I don't do a 5,000-word blog post, I have a section just called blog posts, so that when mm-hmm. people look at the show notes... They can go right to that article. So each of those, they're all heading threes and they're, um, it's blog post, blog post, blog post, and they're links to the articles. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. Which I suppose they don't so have yeah, you to can be have headings. Inline but... tag. Yeah. You can have inline tags inside headings, but it makes no sense to have a block level tag inside a heading. 
Yeah. Paragraphs are for containing paragraphs. It's the P tag. There should be no block level tags inside a P tag. Okay. Again, inline tags, absolutely fine. So the next grouping we come to is lists. And HTML understands three different kinds of list. And it gives them different tags accordingly. So we'll start with the one you're probably likely to need most, the bulleted list, which you should think of in your mind. Although in English we say bulleted list, in HTML speak, they're unordered lists. And if you start to think of them that way, you won't forget the tag. The tag is UL, unordered list. That makes sense. They don't have numbers on them. They're just unordered. It's just a list of stuff. Exactly. So an unordered list. So you start a list with the UL tag. And the only thing you can put inside a UL tag is an LI tag, which stands for list item. So UL and then straight away list item. Yeah, you, could have a, you could have an inline tag inside of an LI. Inside of an LI you can, but directly inside the UL, they're only Oh, LIs. I see what you're saying. So touching, touching the UL. Got it. So direct descendants of the UL are all LIs. Okay. And then, so the LI is list item. So think uh, an unordered list contains list items and a list item should be an open and closed tag. That's that's HTML5. In the bad old days of HTML1, that wasn't true, but don't don't do that. It's, and the UL also has to be closed. And the UL also has to be closed. That's when you're ending your list. Right. So a UL contains LIs and the LIs can contain other block level tags as well as other inline tags. So list oh, elements, yeah. list items can contain anything. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You probably don't want to because you just have these funny dots hanging around the side of your margin. That if you know if, <laughs> if you have to scroll a page to see the next dot, probably not right. <laughs> uh, the next type then is what we would in English call a numbered list, but in HTML speak, they're ordered lists. Which is why the tag is OL, yeah, and an OL okay. is just the same as a UL. Same rule: you have to include. You have to. The only thing that's allowed directly descend from an OL is an LI. So again, our list item. And again, list items can contain the same as they could before. So really, it's exactly the same, but you change the UL to an OL. And what you'll notice is you never have to type the number you want. It'll do it for you automatically. So as you reorder them, the numbering fixes itself, which is exceptionally useful. Yeah, definitely. I have used that a lot. Mm -hmm. And then the last type of list is one that I use a lot, but I think a lot of people don't. It is the definition list, hmm. the DL. And I've think never of heard of this one. Well, if you start to look back at Taming the Terminal and you see me listing out things where I say that there are, you know, so many redirection characters, pipe, and then I have a description, and then arrow, and then a description, that's a definition list. Think of it like a dictionary. So the definition title is the thing you're going to describe in the definition data. So a dictionary is the ultimate definition list. I can't picture any of the the example you gave in my head at all but so what what is it what is it for it's for, i think the dictionary would be the perfect example so aardvark is is the title and then an aardvark is a small animal that eats ants and lives in south america i think and then the next definition might be i don't know what comes after aardvark air okay. why would you so why would you use these what what value does it provide if you have a list of things you need to define. So there are, let's say that you say, we're going to cover five different topics. Topic name, description, topic name, description, topic name, description. There's a list of five things. Hmm. So it's a definition list. I don't get what it, what does it do for the viewer? 
Well, that's up to you to do in the CSS. But generally speaking, you'll have your definition titles in some way bolded, probably, and the definitions themselves probably tabbed in. So that you see a nice clear, what I'm about to describe, here's the description. What I'm about to describe, here's the description. Hmm. Well, you could style it differently if you liked. Okay. I, like I say, it's the, less, it's the least used of the three, the definition list. But okay. it does exist, and I thought we should cover it. So DL yeah. starts a definition list. And a definition list can contain two types of tag. It can contain a DT, which is a definition title, and a DD, which is definition data. The DT shouldn't contain anything else because it's a title, but the DD can contain whatever you like. So other block level elements, other inline elements, doesn't matter, it contain anything. And you can also have two titles and then one definition. So it doesn't have to be DT. That's anarchy. It may make sense, though, depending on what you're doing. Okay, so as I say, they exist, and I think we should mention them for completeness, and I do use them, but I am aware that I'm in a minority. Okay. Now, the last thing to say is, so I have said repeatedly that LIs and DDs can contain other block-level elements. Well, a list is a block-level element. So you can stick a list inside a list item, and that will give you a nested list. That will give you a right. bulleted list of bulleted lists or a bulleted list of numbered lists. And you can swap and change at different points in the hierarchy. And you can put another one inside the next ally and another one inside the next ally. And you can stick a list inside a DT or into a, inside a DD. So you can nest them around because anywhere you can put a block level element, you can put a list. I do this a lot. And I am so good at getting myself tangled up and losing track of my, my allies, my closing my allies. And I get things mm-hmm. embedded and tangled and it takes me forever to fix it. I'm really good at that. Yeah, uh, my indentation is key to not make, not going completely potty. And the other thing I say is, it's a habit I've gotten into as a programmer, open and close tags together and then step the cursor back and insert content. Uh, that's a good idea. You know, by the way, if you guys use uh, Text Expander, these are all built into Text Expander. So if you do like yeah. a, I just tried it, you do a comma DL, it puts an oh. open and close DL and it puts two DTs and DDs inside that. So you have two to start with. Well, that's actually very, very polite of it to do that as well. So it's not just opening and closing the tag. It's even giving you a starting point. That's brilliant. Yeah, and, and UL and OL, if you do comma UL, it'll put the mm-hmm. LIs inside. And uh, I don't, I forget how many it gives you. I can test that really quick. Yeah, well, that's enough to start copying comma and pasting UL. from there. So you're, Yeah, it gives you're you one LI. And then a comma LI will give you more open and close LIs. So of using course, Text yeah. Expander really, really helps. Oh, you might have to add that as a library. Now they think about it. Um, in it's text expander you can it? add it, yeah like it, it's one of the libraries that's there for you to turn on i thought i had D. to add mine but uh well, okay let me check open text expander but you uh, would have added them too right well i wouldn't because i wrote my own because i don't like commas so i have mm. h1 open angle bracket p open angle bracket is how i do it i just oh. find that a better metric I, I don't i don't like using commas I always know when I'm using theirs because they start with commas. Mine don't start with commas. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so if I click plus add predefined group, HTML and CSS snippets, it is a predefined group. Right, that's what I said. Yeah, but I didn't have to install it. I didn't have to go download it or anything. It's right there. I just had to enable it effectively. I thought it goes and downloads those. I thought that's how when you enable them, it goes and gets them. Oh, well, let's click and see what happens. No, they're just there. 
Oh, I see. Oh, I see what's going on. Okay, so add group from URL or from file. Like I went and got the, well, I thought it, tidbits autocorrect is added too, but it's predefined groups. It may be going and get them. doesn't matter. They're there. They're awesome. Exactly. And they're, they're very, very useful if you're, if you're into that kind of thing. The other thing is your text editor may help you a lot as well. Yeah. So a lot of text editors will automatically close tags as you create them and stuff like that. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last block level tag we're going to talk about today is the block quote which used to be terribly abused, but I won't mention how it was abused, so I don't give anyone ideas. Um, <laughs> I like block quote. Block quotes are great. So you'll see them in the Nocilla cast a lot, because when you put in a dumb question, you're being quoted by Allison. So that is a block quote, because it's a big chunk of text, probably a few paragraphs that is coming from someone else. That is the textbook example of a block quote. Yeah, it really is pretty in WordPress. And whatever theme I'm using right now, it seems to handle it nicely. It just looks really sweet. Yeah, a lot of themes actually use nice little background images to put the quotation marks around it automatically. There's some very You can do very pretty things with the block quote tag. Of course, for now, because we haven't done any styling yet, our block quotes are going to look very boring. But I did tell you to expect that to happen. Right, right, right. But when we learn CSS, can we do yeah, exactly. CSS yet? Can we do it yet? Can we do it yet? Are we there yet? No. <laughs> so as you have probably guessed, you can use any block level tag you like within a block quote, including another block quote. So if you're quoting someone quoting someone, Oh, you can do that. And you can quote someone, quoting someone, quoting someone, quoting someone. You can really get as completely insane as you like. <laughs> you can stick any block level tag inside a block quote, including heading tags. So the example I have would be reciting a little bit of poetry. So block quote, extract from lines written on a seat on the Grand Canal, Dublin. Oh, commemorate, oh, commemorate me where the water, where there is water, canal water, preferably so stilly, greeny and heart of summer. Brother, commemorate me thus beautifully, whereby a lock niagarously roars. Patrick Kavanagh. So that's a heading and two paragraphs within a block quote. And because it's poetry, I actually want to force line breaks within the paragraph. So you'll notice I've used BR tags. Why wouldn't you? So if, what would happen if you put a, a P tag there? It would have given a, then there'd be a, blank a gap. Line. Yeah, oh. it would cause a gap. That's not actually correct. You right? never poetry. told us that. The P tags make a, a blank line. Yeah, so, a par- so when you start and end a paragraph, by default, they make a blank line. If you, in the CSS, you could Did make it. Did not know that. You could change, yeah, so you could use CSS to do something else to make it like tab in a little bit for the first character, like very old-fashioned paragraphs. That's uh-huh. how we always learn paragraphs that you start yeah. the first in a bit. You could do anything you like. The thing is, if you use the P tags, you can then style logical groups of text however you like. You can do things like make the first letter massive and all the other letters a normal size. You know all that kind of stuff with CSS. But if you don't use P tags, it can't do anything sensible. So anyway, there's an example of a block I did not know it had a blank line. That's that's new to me. Yeah, so yeah, so the default behavior is that it sticks a blank line in. Like okay. a paragraph. So as I'm going to make my habit, I have taken everything from today and we're creating one giganto big example that takes all the concepts together. So we have a final example, which I would like you to stick into a text editor of your choice and to run so we can actually see all this stuff in action. I made my PBS folder folder in uh HD docs ahead of time. So I was ready Excellent. for class. Okay, so we paste that in and we're going to put that in our HD docs in our PBS3. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget again? to start your web server or it's not going to work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I did not do that before class. Okay. And now I got to open MAMP. You should probably have that be the, the uh, start servers beforehand thing. See if I can That's start true, remembering yeah. that. That's true. Because we're always going to need them. Yeah. All right. 
And now I go to open web start page. No, where do I go? I just double click on well, that. Well, localhost right? forward slash PBS3. So HTTP colon slash slash localhost forward slash PBS3 forward slash. Uh, PBS3? No, that didn't work. What did I do? Because I wrote PBS2. Uh-huh. There we go. All right, so now we've got a nice demo of headings, subheadings, list examples, numbered, bulleted, definitions, and everything okay, looks boring as promised. As promised, although I threw in a bit more good old Irish poetry there, WB Yates, cheer you up. <laughs> I like it, I like it. All right, well, cool. So the next thing we're going to do next time is we're going to move on to looking at some of the inline tags you're likely to come across. Ah. Good. And I, something else I want to draw your attention to as users of the web page is that I have started using a brand new plugin for uh, sticking code into my WordPress post. And this one doesn't have the bug we found last week. So I've retrofitted all of the PBSs with this new plugin. So you'll see it has a button that looks like. So if you hover over it, a little menu bar comes down. And the fourth icon in that looks like two pieces of paper. Mm hmm. Click that button and see what it does. Oh, it selected it and copied it. No, it it just selected it. It just selected it because HTML can't interact with the clipboard directly. But Ah. it took all the fluff away, all the line numbers, so you're only copying and pasting the actual code. Oh. How do you You toggle the line numbers and stuff back on with the other icons? Yeah, I was I was playing with the icons and got really confused. I didn't realize they were toggles. I thought it was something I did on the left or that I needed to hit the the first one to go back to a different format. I didn't realize they were toggles, but I slowly figured they it out. They do have tooltips if you get confused. If you hover Yeah, that's on how them. I figured it out was I hovered and <laughs> actually read the tooltips. One that's actually very handy for the final worked example is toggle line wrap, which means you don't have to scroll over and back. It will just put them onto one line, but it will the line oh. number will reflect the fact that it's on one line. If you see Oh, I, I mean. didn't notice that that's what it did. Wait. So line 11 now takes up four lines and stuff like that. Wait a minute. This turns the word wrap on or off. There it is. Okay, good. Yeah, because I hate scrolling sideways on these. Yeah. When you so get your you, new theme in place, we won't have to worry about that so much. That's true. Also, you can actually snap the whole thing out to a new window, which is really cool. Oh. Whoa. Now it's really wide. Yeah. Oh, but that's now, cool. now you're getting the full use of your monitor, right, instead of my city theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is a, that's a nice plugin. It is. It's called, cray, called Crayon, of all things, but it's beautiful. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's very pretty. Very pretty. All right, cool. Well, we're coming along. We're getting her done. <laughs> Indeed we are. I think we are... Yeah, we're getting close to that CSS, actually. Just thinking about it logically. Because <laughs> I still am learning stuff, but I really, really want to know CSS. I really, really do. Yeah, well, the important thing is we lay the foundation properly, because otherwise CSS will be confusing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And no doubt, no doubt. All right, Bart, this was fun. Okie dokie. Well, until next time, happy computing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is an unsponsored show, so if you like what you hear, you can help support the show by using the Amazon affiliate link over on podfeed.com. Heck, put a review up in iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast, too. I love feedback, so please do write to me at allison at podfeet.com and join in the conversation with other listeners in our Google Plus community at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.